0: Hello and welcome to this month's episode of CREBcast. CREBcast is a podcast created by the Calgary Real Estate Board for its members. Each episode will cover a variety of topics geared towards CREB's members. We'll talk about how the market is doing, provide board updates, and discuss other topics of importance to our members. And I'm your host, Leah Cameron. I'm a communications advisor here at CREB. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Shane Griffin, the CEO of Alberta One Realty Listing Services, about the new One MLS system that's in the works. Welcome, Shane. We're so happy to have you here with us today.
1: Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is my first podcast. so I'm kind of excited because I'm a podcast junkie.
0: Fantastic. Well, we're uh, so glad we could have you on your um, rise to podcast fame. So I guess to start things off, what is Alberta One Realty Listing Services? It's quite a mouthful. mouthful.
1: Yeah, besides being a mouthful, <laughs> yeah. uh, Alberta One Realty Listing Services is a new-ish, I'm going to say new-ish because it's been up and running for a little while now, uh, for-profit organization started by 10 of the real estate organizations here in Alberta. And the objective of Alberta One Realty Listing Services, as the name alludes to, is to amalgamate the MLS systems provided to the membership by each of those organizations. Got it.
0: Um, and so why the merge into one system?
1: There's, there's a lot of benefit and a lot of reason, obviously, to pulling all of the members into one MLS system in the province. Um, it starts, you know, if you go really high level, you can look at it from the perspective that from the RECA standpoint, an agent is licensed to trade in real estate anywhere in the province. And while that's not necessarily a day-to-day reality for a lot of members, I'm not listing a house in in Calgary this morning and one in Grand Prairie this afternoon, it doesn't mean that there isn't some synergy uh, going back and forth between the various areas in the province and having access to all that information, even if it's purely for uh, access to information and understanding what's going on in the different markets. Uh, But it can move up at the agent level where you start to get a lot more synergy. I may have a client that is selling a house here in Calgary. I know they're moving up to Grand Prairie or they're moving to Fort McMurray, um, retiring to Medicine Hat, whatever might be going on. Having that insight and information allows me to open that initial door up into a market that I would have been lightly informed previously by data co-op and help them understand what that looks like. It's gonna make it a lot easier for me to help them even transition into that market, hand off to another agent over there So, at that individual agent level, it definitely makes a lot of sense. On the flip side to the agents, you have the brokers, and we do have brokers that have multiple offices in multiple regions in the province right now, and they have to have multiple memberships. In this scenario, it's going to give a lot more flexibility to the brokerage model where that broker can operate out of their main ground, whether that be Calgary, whether that be Red Deer, wherever that agent or wherever that brokerage is, and then have their agents working in the markets that they're supporting them in, so opens that up without having to have multiple layers on top of the membership. Um, The third big reason definitely comes around to just economy of scale and, you know, economy of scale is not always just perceived as what does cost look like to me, it's how do you take a lot of the benefits that can be layered on top of more users on one system. Um, So that gets into system management, it gets into uh, ability to develop on top of and provide more services in the way of improved technology utilization, efficiency of data access, uh, and even net new tools that we develop and build specific to our members marketplaces all becomes much easier as does sharing of education, um, change management, stuff like that. So huge scale that opens up as we put more and more people on and reduce the number of systems that need to be managed.
0: That's great. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of benefits to it. Um, So who is all involved in this initiative? Which boards and associations um, in Alberta are specifically uh, going to be part of this?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think the simplest answer is all of the organizations within real estate in Alberta in some way, shape, or form are involved in the project. Um, how does that really break down? That's, you know, that's where then the next question goes. And the one that's been raised by a lot of people has being well, if everybody's in, how come I heard Edmonton's out? Right. And that's, I guess that is a reality that is tied to perception. Edmonton did not initially come in on the ownership of Alberta One Realty Listing Services But what they have been very open about is their desire to work with and data share with and figure out how they keep their members plugged in as well as share that data with the other members in Alberta. So we're obviously very early in the process and we're starting to work through that. But the goal is that we truly have a single listing set of data for the province and everybody included. So all the boards in some way, shape or form are either bringing their MLS system into a single database and leveraging the ability to centralize the management and the development on top of that, or sharing data back with that organization. Um, the one red herring, I guess, is area. They don't have an MLS system, but what they do have is data co-op, and that's really where we try to share data at the various levels today. And it's just you know great on area's part um, committing to and providing that tool out there for members. Unfortunately, the technology that their offerings built on is old. It was poorly designed in the beginning. I don't know that there's anybody that could tell me, hey, I use data co-op every day and I love it. Right. There may be members in fringe areas that make a lot of use of it, but they can't love it because it's just a weak piece of technology. So the goal is really to fill that gap, and that's where Area drove a lot of the initial commitment to getting that full group forward and where they really hope to see all 10 real estate boards playing into the new system as well.
0: Got it. Okay. And you've touched on this a little bit, but how will, how will this new system directly affect members? And um, why is it going to be better than the MLS system that they're using now?
1: That's a great question. Um, and I think it's one that's, you know, it's tough to answer in some ways. Obviously, I would look at it and I would think, how is it better? Well, it's going to be better from the perspective of you have all of the data in one place and you have access to all of that data across the province now yes. but you're going to have some members that are going to look at that and say i don't trade across you know i'm in calgary and i don't trade across the entire calgary marketplace so i may have somebody that comes and asks me to list a house or so they're moving into another area but my key area is these five communities so why do i care about access to data in another part of the province that i've never even been to and you know going beyond my point earlier where if you have somebody that's currently living in calgary and they're moving somewhere else it makes it a little bit easier to get into that but the big picture starts to come into stats. Now we can get a better idea of what's going on in, in smaller areas versus the entire province. So start to get a better idea of what's going on there. Um, members into some of the more remote and smaller areas start to have the benefit of leveraging education system management that's coming from having the larger group. Um, so that part coming into it. And then the ability to have a larger member number and continue the development of net new technology or developing our own technology on top of the system is going to be a benefit. But then when we really step back from like, what does the member kind of see on the front end? We're fundamentally changing the way that the MLS system works for us at CREP. And this has been a long time hope and plan of mine. Uh, stretching back to when we migrated from MLS Exchange to Matrix, which was breaking the current model that MLS systems are managed by. And traditionally, it's managed, doesn't matter how small or how large the board is. You go out, you find an MLS vendor that you really like. They, they're you know they're suited as the best one to manage your members' needs, and you sign up with them, and you get a multi-year contract, and they develop a system for you, and they run everything, and you may or may not work with them around the management of that, but all of your data resides in that vendor's database.
0: Okay. And
1: our members create a listing, and it goes into that database, and everything that they do with the data in that database resides at the vendor, and as we move data out to portals or other third-party tools, we get that data back from that vendor. And I've been known to say for a long time that I don't believe we're a member organization, as much as some people don't like to hear that. I believe we're a data organization owned by members, because our core asset on top of our membership, second to that, is the data that they provide. So with this MLS change, what we're doing is we're pulling the database back, and we're building a central database here in Alberta, which will be 100% realtor-owned, as Alberta Alberta One Realty Listing Services is owned by 10 real estate boards and, in effect, their membership here in the province. So that database will be the core place where we hold all that listing data and we will push it to our vendor. Okay. And if we have a second vendor, a third vendor, and it doesn't have to just be the MLS front, but as we start to partner with new people and as the real estate industry really catches up with other industries with the use of technology. I think we're gonna see a lot more decentralization, a lot more opportunity to pick the best of breed solutions in different areas, but it's very difficult to make that work in the current model if your vendor is not necessarily open to playing with another vendor and then getting the data back and trying to work with them. It works, but it's not ideal. Here, we will be the core owner of the data and we will send it out to the third party solutions which make our members' lives better. And then on top of that, it opens up the opportunity for us to start to develop new technology as well, where we get feedback constantly from members on, hey, this would work better if it was done like this, or is there a way of doing something else? And it's not always possible because we're somewhat hamstrung by working with our vendors. We have worked around that in certain areas, like we developed CREB Maps a number of years ago at CREB, to provide a solution to try to layer more data onto uh, just onto a map which CoreLogic at the time wasn't able to do for us so where are the other opportunities like that the next big step to us pulling that database back and managing it here in a realtor-owned fashion is how do we manage that data and this is the area that is going to impact members because there's going to be a change to the data Schema or the fields that we use in the system and we did that when we went from ML exchange to matrix And we're going to do it again And it's going to impact all of the members in Alberta and the reason why we're doing that is because from the last time at CREB or as CREB members would know from ML exchange to matrix We sat down and we put a lot of thought at the board from a technology perspective from a member practices perspective from an economics perspective into how we came up with our data schema and made some pretty significant change. Now what we're looking to do is take that data the way that it worked for us at CREB and then mingle that with new standards that didn't necessarily exist in the form that they do today. So we have REZO. Uh, It's the real estate standards organization of the United States. And they've got some really well-developed standards and they marry very well into what we do in Canada. So is it an American standard, or can we look at it as a a North American standard as more people in Canada start to adopt that? So we're looking at using a RISO gold standard as the base to our system. New benefit to that for our membership is, as somebody develops a new tool out there, and we have a RESO Gold standard, which is mandatory in the United States as an output of data, mm-hmm. then we know that if our core database is built on that standard, somebody else develops a new tool, new widget, new whatever way of using the real estate data, our data will drop straight into that tool.
0: So it'll be easy to use some of those tools and 100%. Be able to add more yeah, apps and widgets and right. all that kind of stuff. Without
1: having to do a bunch of customization. Uh, or or really try to make the tool work for our data, Mm -hmm. and that's a barrier. When you look at it from a perspective of, well, okay, I've got this tool, I've built it, it's running in California, California has a MLS system with 80,000, 85,000 people on it, so I can build to that, and it's got a lot of benefit. Do I want to do customization on my end to bring that down to a potential 5,500 members, of which we might get 10%, 20%. So we're going to get somewhere, you know, let's say between 500 and 1,000. Yeah, it's not worth it for me to do that work. But if we can piggyback off of standards that are mandatory in the United States, we tie our data to a standard which has 1.2 million potential agents, 1.4 million potential agents behind it. So now you're not having to customize for me. I know it will work as a drop-in. Right. The flip side to that benefit is we've been very entrepreneurial in the way we've looked at systems. As I mentioned, CREB Maps, we've built other proprietary technology on the back end for automated data checking and stuff that the members don't necessarily see. But now that we have a for-profit organization owned by our members, all of the tools that we build and we map to that new data standard that we're following, it opens up a potential marketplace of 1.2, 1.4 million members that we could turn around and start to make those tools available because we know that there is no major customization necessary. So it makes it very easy for us even to manage delivery into another area. Right. So, th- you know, the benefit's huge, but it really depends on how you look at it. And if you're looking at it from the day-to-day perspective of the agent, I would say for some agents there will be, great benefit the ability to have more support have a help desk have integrated support in the tool that can walk me through how to do stuff um, portability of my data around the province or the ability to see it but a lot of that could be subjective and it's really does it impact me if I'm a member who's trading in southwest Calgary today and that's predominantly where my business is and that's predominantly where my business is going to continue to be so then as we start to bro- drill down into that other idea of, but now we can make more technology available to the membership, we can capitalize on the technology that we've invested in in the past and we've developed by moving it out into other areas and really providing services and operating a true real estate technology company and the way technology companies operate in other, in other sectors and yeah. other parts of the world – Um, that's going to have some benefit to the members that they might not have direct line of sight to today, but it will build as we move forward down the line.
0: Okay. Lots of potential with this new system beyond just being able to see data for just our province, it sounds like. Um, and so I've heard that currently we are in the brownout phase of this whole transition, uh, which is quite the name. Uh, what exactly does this mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing sexy about being in the brownout, that's for sure. But uh, what does a brownout mean? Well, from a technology perspective, all that was putting a stop for changes in. Um, as you're trying to build a new system and migrate systems into a new one, you need to know where you're coming from and where you're going. So stopping changes in the system lets you know where you are today. Um, what we'll ultimately be moving into will be a blackout. And okay. that will be where there's no changes, and that'll be across all of the systems in the province that are migrating into the new MLS system. Yep. And it just gives us that timestamp for this is where the system is and, and it's not changing so that we can continue the development and then the migration of data, et cetera, um, into the new new MLS database and, and tool with the vendors. Gotcha. Big piece to that will really be, yes, if you call in and you're you're looking for a change or there's a good idea, it'll be worked into the new system, not the old one, and it won't happen immediately. So not that changes aren't happening. There's just a delay on them.
0: Right. Obviously,
1: if there's something critical, if the system has an issue, if there's a failure, those changes still get... Addressed in the system the way it is today, and just creates a little bit more headache as you're moving forward in the development phase.
0: Got it. So the system you'll you'll keep it up and running. You'll fix any bugs. Just no new kind of voluntary changes. Yeah. No en- no enhancements
1: happening on the current yeah. system or changes that aren't tied to system capable like system yeah. performance.
0: Gotcha. And what is your anticipated timing to have the new system fully up and running?
1: yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's one that everybody's asking and trying to provide some line of sight around, and the problem is we're in that initial phase of getting the the new organization stood up, um, understanding what the landscape looks like around the province, dealing with a number of vendors, How does that all come together? But if you know at a high level and a lot more communication will be coming out to the membership in yeah. the not too distant future because we're near finished that first phase of who are we? what are we? what are we doing, who are we doing it with? the big picture for the membership will be uh, development will be starting in the summer we'll be working that through the fall and we'll be starting to look at actually moving members member data likely or ideally very late into q4 of this year um but but carrying over into q1 q2 of next year so when will the project start well it's it's kicking off now but develop like true system development will be starting in late july um Goal is to have the system done, complete, all of the members migrated, and running on our new platform provincially, by Q2, 2020. Got it. So it's it's a little bit of a window, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a delay.
0: No, definitely, it'll sure it'll be up and running before we know it, which is so exciting. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Shane. I think this is a really exciting thing for all of our members to look forward to. And um, we'll definitely look forward to hearing more updates from you throughout the process, which we'll, of course, share with the membership.
1: Perfect. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This is great. And it's happy to start getting the idea out there for the membership and really trying to get that big picture or, you know, the, the goal, the objective of transforming the way real estate technology works. And doing it for our members first, but then reaching out and trying to impact the industry uh, in a much larger scope. So
0: Definitely. Thanks for having Great. me. Great. Thanks, Jane. Before we leave, I want to remind everyone that Krebs Realtor Roundup event is happening on Friday, July 5th at the Ranchman Stampede tent. You can find the registration link on Link. Just look for the Realtor Roundup banner on the homepage. And thank you to everyone who tuned in for the podcast and make sure that you keep an eye on Kreb Talk for our next episode.